This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. And I'm Heather Branch here with Don to ask him his ideas on ways that you can better prepare for your financial future. RetirementSolutionRadio.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with John and his team at J. Hagen Capital. Again, that's RetirementSolutionRadio.com. Oh, I'm sorry. We have no midsize available at the moment. I don't understand. I made a reservation. Do you have my reservation? Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we ran out of cars. But the reservation keeps the car here. That's why you have the reservation. I know why we have reservations. I don't think you do. If you did, I'd have a car. See, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. The genius behind Seinfeld, because that clip, here's the thing about this clip. That clip is from 1991, and it's still getting tons and tons of views online. And that's the genius behind Seinfeld, because they took the basic stuff of life and the stuff that we don't really notice, pointed it out, and it's still relevant to this day. I mean, we still have experiences like that to this day. I just had that experience like three weeks ago. Really? Three weeks ago, I had that exact experience. I'm like, hold on. Why on earth did I deal with the reservation, pay you guys for that reservation, Uh and then I did not have a car available? So we ended up uh, having to go to a different rental place, Uh and we had like the worst car ever. And it, because we couldn't even get all of our luggage in the trunk. It was that small. And so the kids are having to sit on their on roller the bags oh, no. to get to the hotel. And we had like an hour between, you know, the airport and the yeah. hotel. Yeah. It was just one of those one of those things. So here's the thing. That's one situation in life. That's one like bad travel story to experience. You get to a certain place. You have expectations and hopes. You think it's going to be what it is. However, it's the assumptions that can be dangerous, John Hicks, when it comes to our money. And a lot of us, we get to retirement and we assume that we have what we need because why? I've been saving to my 401k for the past 40 years. Everything's going to be fine, isn't it? Oh, well, that's what what we tell ourselves. That's what we tell ourselves, right? (laughs) So let's talk about, listen, I know everybody doesn't have a 401k, but it feels like everybody's got a 401k. So 401k conversation specifics. There are obviously a lot of common mistakes so many of us are making when it comes to this way of saving for our retirement. Unpack that for us. How can we do better? Yeah. So when you look at things and how they used to be, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, a lot of people had pensions. Now, let's talk about a pension for one quick second. Now, this is what you did not have to pay into, Heather. Right, right. If you were working at a company and they had a pension, you put in your work. You got your paycheck just like you always did. And at the end of the time that you quit working, all of a sudden, your employer had funded this. Yep. And you get to quit having your paycheck coming in and you had a pension check coming in. We didn't really have to do any work. Now, we could have saved supplementally. Yeah. <laughs> well, no kidding. And if you listen to what the younger generation are all griping about, they want everyone to still have, you know, uh, pensions instead of 401ks. They want pensions instead of all these other things. They want bailout, bailout. But the point is, it's less about them and more about the fact that it was a great deal. We didn't even fund those pensions. The company did it for us. Right. 
No, over the years, what we discovered is the fact that most companies, they wanted to save money. They didn't want that liability yeah. of having people last for 30, 40 years in retirement, and they didn't have enough money to pay for them. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. But when you look at that, it was a pretty easy world. Now, flash forward from, let's say, the end of the 60s, early 70s to now, there are very few pensions. When people come in and have pensions, we really analyze and scrutinize that thing because I want to be certain that if it is awesome for them to keep that, I want them to keep that pension. Okay. There are so few things out there that can give you that just that security net, that feeling of safety of you know that that check's going to come in, come heck or high water. Right. I love that. Right. There's so few things that can do that these days. But if you don't have a pension, then most of us have been just trained and taught and told that we just need to put money in our 401k. Now, I don't know about anyone else out there, but I have been involved in 401ks in the past. I have started my own 401ks for my company. And what I know is there rarely is anyone to sit and talk to to find out what you need to be doing in that 401k. Yeah, yeah. They typically, I remember the very first day, one of my very first jobs, I get in there and I'm meeting with human resources. Mm -hmm. We talked about what our health insurance was going to look like. And I was a single young guy at the time. So it, I didn't think about that very much. <laughs> right, right. And then they talked about the 401k and they literally gave me this folder and said, fill out all this paperwork and just click whatever you want to click. Now, me having a finance background was somewhat aware of those things, but Heather, it was thicker than the New Testament. It you was, don't need to tell it, me. It I have like, been offered these folders and I yes. a radio. I'm like, radio profession? Like, am I'm I supposed you. to know what to do with this stuff? No. It's half an inch, if not a full inch thick, and mm -hmm. it's got all this junk in it. And I'm looking at this going, wow, so okay, this, I'm sure that this is going to fix my financial future and all these kinds of things. And the amazing thing is, is that here we are. When I first started off in the industry, that was almost mm -hmm. 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we're going on almost two and a half decades here. Mm -hmm. And it has not changed that much. Nope. <laughs> it hasn't changed much at all. So I think one of the biggest issues with 401ks is we're not getting the guidance we need to know if we're making the right decisions or okay, not. We it. can see if our account statements are going up, but guys, a lot of those things that we're seeing, and I know this because I review 401k statements all the time. A client will come in or someone will call in for the show and they bring in their stuff and I'm like, hey, great. So just out of sheer curiosity, how do you feel like you've done? How does it feel like it's been going for you? Yeah. And like, well, you know, I started up with this amount, now this amount, I must be doing pretty great. But we looked at it in what most people forget to say or think about, mm -hmm. they're putting a lot of money in every month. When you actually look at the returns on most 401ks, they are a half or only two thirds of what most people think they are because they're discounting the fact that they're putting money in every month. And when you look at that, that alone it makes people go, well, John always talks about, you know, most people can only get six to 8%. Well, that's on the long term average. She's like, well, I've done 13 or 14%. Uh, you got to be careful okay. because that 13 or 14% might actually mean all the money you're putting in plus some growth got it. and that throws people off. Okay. So one of the biggest things that I would say about 401, it's not really 401 cases. If we don't have professional help is understanding how to read those things. Heather, it is like, the, it's like another level Greek. of legalese. Greek. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to hire not only an attorney, yeah. but another finance scholar to help interpret what they're trying to say with some of these things. Uh -huh. It's hard to find the fees. It's hard to find out your actual growth rate. It's hard to find out what you're really paying, not only for the fund that you're in, mm -hmm. but for the plan itself. And it gets so overwhelmingly crazy. But the bigger things that I think about is who is offering the guidance when things go wrong? 
because there's a study that's done every single year and it's run by a company called Dalbar. Mm -hmm. And Dalbar is essentially for industry professionals, so financial professionals, to really look at things and try to figure out are they offering value to their clients or are they not offering value? And Dalbar does these studies and what they consistently show is that an investor that does not have a quality advisor underperforms the market by almost half. Let me say that again, Heather. Most people that invest on their own perform half of the returns of those that actually have a skilled advisor. Really? And here's the crazy thing. It's not just because they select better investments. It's because they make certain that they're putting the money in the right places at the right times. Right, right. This is called asset location. Where are you locating those assets? So for instance, I don't know if anyone even saw it this week. It seemed like it was all hush-hush, like media wasn't even covering it. But we got downgraded. There was one of the major uh, rating agencies that downgraded United States debt this week. I heard it. It was like a five-second blip on that's exactly morning it. news, and it was like they just breezed right because over it. I saw it, and I was like, and "What?" I was like, and I, I had feel to like go this to be research. A story. <laughs> you would think, yeah. right? Because U.S. debt went from AAA, which is kind of you know kind of the golden standard, to AA plus, and huh? people are like, "Well, John, that's not that big a deal." Wrong answer, kiddo. It's a huge potential problem, and so in those four hundred one k's. There are all kinds of safer assets underwritten by what? Government debt. Government debt funds, since that came out, have absolutely been punched in the face. Who has been offering any of these guidance on those 401ks? Not very many people. But because of last year, Heather, I talked to all kinds of people all the time. Because last year was such an uncomfortable year for people, they took a lot of risk out of their portfolios. Yeah. Overall, I don't think it's a bad thing. But they parked a lot of money in those government funds that may not do very well in the long run. And so we have to figure these things out, right? But who's offering those guidance? Right. But if you had actually had, in your, in your mindset, thought that you had a safer portfolio because you own government securities, chances are this week is not a very attractive week for you. And unfortunately, we weren't giving those guidance. But I want to talk not just about that, but several other things that we're just unaware of in those 401ks okay. that we're really going to need to know. Number one, how much fees that we may be paying. And the average 401k that I've analyzed over roughly the last three to four years, the average fee that people are paying when you're talking about the actual plan itself, the funds involved in them, all of the additional costs that are associated, it's a little over 1.3% on average. Now, now there are some of them that I've seen is as almost as much as 1.8%. Mm -hmm. And there was a Forbes article a few years ago that talked about as much as over 2%, if not 2.5% for 401ks. But the biggest thing that I have is that most clients have no idea what they're paying those 401ks. You have to know what you're paying, guys. You have to know. Because if you don't know what you're paying, you have no idea of knowing what you're going to end up with when it's time to retire. That's a, such an important thing to understand because if all of a sudden you take one variable like that, which means you don't exactly know how much you're paying, and you have another variable like you didn't know you shouldn't be in government treasuries right now or government obligations right now, those two things could change your entire outlook by hundreds of thousands of dollars over the long run. Now think about it. If you had hundreds of thousands of dollars less money when it came time to retire, would that maybe cause you some alarm? Uh -huh. Of course it would. And those are two very little simple factors that we just discussed. Okay. But there are so many other things, Heather, when it comes to target date funds. I hate them. 
I detest them. There have been articles and articles and articles written about how you should never do those Ron Popeil Showtime rotisserie oven uh, hookah, hookah, hookah. It does everything. It does this. It does that. It julienne fries. Yeah. And that's basically what these target date funds are. And they are absolutely trash in most people's portfolios. And yet, all of these 401k companies, that's what they're pushing. Yeah. They put a big flashy name on it, like Vanguard or BlackRock or Fidelity or Schwab. It does not change the fact that most of the time, the asset allocation they have in there is not attractive for most of us as we're thinking about retirement. Okay. And that's a huge deal. So when you think about all these problems with 401ks, the two things we want to find out is what are our options, okay. right? Yep. So Heather, if you're over 59 and a half, Congress changed the rule several years ago. If you're over 59 and a half, you can actually do an in-service withdrawal, which means you're not leaving your company, you're not retiring, you're not doing anything other than taking that vested account balance, the amount of money that you put in that you're rightfully entitled to, and rolling it into your own self-directed IRA. Now, why would we do that? Because you can invest it into anything you want. You could invest it in precious metals, gold, silver. You can invest it in Bitcoin, although I would never recommend that. Mm-hmm. You can invest it in U.S. stocks, international stocks. You could put it in annuities. You could buy CDs and you could find and broker the best CD for you. You could put it into real estate. You could put it in tax-free Roth IRA accounts. You can almost do anything you want to do when you have control. 401ks never allow that. They will not only not allow that, it is almost impossible to find out good alternatives for both safe assets and risk-based assets in 401ks. So think about that. If you are over 59 and a half today and you still have a 401k out there that you're working or you've already retired, understand what I just said. Give yourself more control. Give yourself more alternatives. Frankly, you might be reducing your fees by half and you have a better opportunity for better growth, but you have to know your alternatives. Give our team a call and let us show you your options on what puts you in a better spot so you're not worrying about what that retirement's going to look like. You'll have control and power to do what you want to accomplish. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Hagen Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims payability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.